Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. I'm Julia. And I'm Robin. And we're digging deeper into a world we love to learn more about the wizarding world. Welcome back. Hi. Hello, everyone. Oh. How's everyone doing? It's surviving. Sunday. Yeah. Still in the quarantine. Yep. Y'all, it's you Sunday. Know, technically, Ohio's supposed to be re, you know, quote unquote, reopening tomorrow. Yeah, we we do it. We are on the eighth. Isn't that right, Sam? The eighth. Uh, yes, but Governor Cooper's been extending it out week by week, so we'll see what he does because we haven't met all of the parameters to reopen. So we'll see. I, I talked to my boss yesterday, and um, he said that um, they were not going to relax the um, limits in the store, but mm-hmm. but we could, per store, we could relax the limits how we wanted to. And Amy told me in no uncertain terms, am I to relax mine because she has diabetes and she can't afford to get this. Right. Well, and so I'm not going to relax mine just yet. That's the exact problem in our household is, is grandma's diabetic. And then, you know, she's over 60 something. And then we have Haley in the house. So we have two people with, you know, weakened immune systems in the house. Right. That are very, so, right. right. Yeah. So, um, our plan is to, I'm just going to kind of kick it at home until it gets, it's better hopefully there's some stay-at-home job i can find in the meantime so yeah like even though like ohio's technically reopening but our governor extended the stay-at-home order until the end of may so i don't know how much time that is that yeah (laughs) but that's the thing like i've stopped listening to the governors and and all that stuff like when science tells me it's safe like i'll come back like i'll re-enter society this is stupid. Somebody had posted, I don't, it was my friend Wendy, had posted um, a doctor. I don't, he's an ER doctor, but he's also an internist, I think is what he is. And he said, he goes, I just want you to understand we have screwed ourselves. He said, um, six feet, yes, we should do six feet apart. Uh, we should also do masks. One, because you don't want to pass any of your stuff on to other people. And yes, washing your hands and hand sanitizer. He said, but the stay at home order, he said, we have basically screwed ourselves because the people who are healthy and who stayed at home now are vulnerable because they've not built up their immunity system. And he said, and that is what needed to happen. And then he quoted Sweden and Norway who did that exact same, who did that. That's how they did it. And they have one of the lowest rates. And he said, I'm just forewarning you just so that you understand we're going to have a spike because the people who are vulnerable, vulnerable when they come out of their homes are going to, may get it. Well, but that's, that's and the I was entire like, thing. And that, well, my, my nurse across the street, she told me the, I don't probably a month ago told me the exact same thing. All of her doctors said, we are doing this wrong. We do not need to stay at home order. We need to make sure that we practice social distancing and that that is enforced and masks. But other than that, we don't need to be at home. 
And he made a good point. He was like, what do you do with the baby? When the baby is old enough to go out and play by itself, what do you do with it? Do you put it in a bubble? No, you let the baby go out and play in the dirt and the mud and the nastiness. And what happens? The baby builds up immunity. I mean, he made perfect sense. Well, and I've I mean, heard a lot of other doctors say that as well. I'm all for letting my kid go out and play in the dirt and get the flu and, you know, the cold and stuff like that. You know, normal stuff. But this could kill her. Like, I'm not going to put her out there with something. <sighs> well, yeah, but your her. baby is not old enough to get out in the dirt and nastiness. Well, but that's what so I'm saying. I therefore, mean, therefore, she's vulnerable. So therefore, yes, she and, and that's what he was saying. He was like, if you're vulnerable to it, yes, you need to stay away from it. But if you're not, if you're a healthy human, you shouldn't be quarantining yourself. That's what he was. That's what he was saying. See, but like, but I don't necessarily need to build up the immunity. I don't necessarily agree with that either, because I mean, like, it, this is deadly. I mean, it, it, it literally keeps evolving. Like every, I think it's like every 14 days or something, like it changes. And that's why like, well, part of the so... problem is people are not adhering to the six feet or the mask. I went to Lowe's Foods yesterday and it says, as you walk in the door, every guest is required to have a mask on their face or mm-hmm. a mask covering. Do you know how many people I saw in there that didn't have that? Uh, I, I mean, a, it's every constant. other person. Yeah. It's like you have just read a, 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 a bulletin that says, put a mask on your face and you're not doing it. So you have those idiots. Then they had other things that it was, it was so cute. It said two carts apart warms the heart so they don't want you near each other so keep yourself two carts apart i i couldn't even do it because there were so many people coming up to me and i would like immediately turn and go the other way and then there'd be another person and then i would like pull away from that person i it, it was impossible because nobody's following the rules right but yeah and like i was shopping at walmart and i'm like um go away <laughs> I mean, it's like, Jules, do they have like the, the one way aisles up there? Yeah, but n- nobody's paying attention here either. I mean, we have them, see, but nobody yesterday, cares. See, I was going past the park and they're, they've done that at the park. So there's a walking park and they've got a path and there are signs that's with an arrow that says this way only. And I literally saw three to four different people passing each other because there were some that were going the wrong way. Because, like, this is... Never mind. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's... Nobody's paying attention. This is the problem that we have. It's the the people who are doing it correctly. You, you have to deal with the people that just don't care. Because it's... This is... We're kind of entitled children in America. Like we you are, act you like have, you've hit it on the head right there. You're exactly right. Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah, that's that's By what way I like. Or no stop. Way. I, that's exactly it. Yeah, I, that's what I kind of stopped myself before and was like, mm. but no, it's true. We right. are. You are correct. So, you know, it's like the incident that was at your house. That should have never happened. Which but one? I'm, you know, the incident at your house was, well, I'm going to do it what way I want to oh, do yes. it. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, and it's, I don't want to say what happened, but I'm just saying you had an incident at your home where somebody came and said, I'm going to do it this way, regardless of what you say. Yeah. I can't, I can't hear it. If he's doing that, I can't hear it. That's because I, I muted my mic. Like, I, I all of a sudden heard, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> 
I don't even know what's going on. My husband started oh. is mowing the grass, and I can hear him. So oh. I know that the mic's probably picking it up, too, so I had muted my mic. So in case I you guys are wondering why I wasn't talking. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. I don't hear anything. <laughs> I hear just a little itty-bitty hum, but I also have my beats on, so. All right. That was enough, I guess, bitching for time <laughs> being, I guess. I just can't wait for this to be over. I just want it to be over. I know. I'm, I'm ready to go back to work. I miss all of my babies. Oh, somebody Look, opened up my door. I miss Hobby Lobby. That's it. I'm, I'm <laughs> perfectly happy continuing in my own little, you know, leave me alone bubble. I like that bubble. But I miss my craft stores. And I, I miss got my Robin. signs up. I got, yeah, no kidding. It's so weird. I don't like it. Robin and I, I like live maybe I like see you across. See you across the. I can the see table, you. Yeah. We live maybe twenty minutes apart, but like, yeah, we can't record together or anything. Oh my god, I can't even see my best friend who lives literally five minutes from here. Yeah, I know it's, it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. I know my um, my, my best friend and I kind of like pass each other like wave oh that's so sad like we see the same chiropractor and every so often like our our appointments kind of like line up because she works third shift so we'll like sit in the parking lot and like talk across the cars for a few minutes oh y'all i'm lucky enough she works they have a couple a couple covid cases so we definitely need to stay six feet apart Uh, oh yeah I'm lucky enough but, to live well, with my best see friend. My brother. Do what? I'm sorry to interrupt you. I said I'm lucky enough to live with my best friend. Oh, are you sucking up so for cute. some reason? No, I, I'm genuinely serious. Like I went and got him breakfast this morning. And, yeah. How long have y'all been together? Uh, two years in August. That's why. <laughs> Trust me. I'd rather like I kill him. I want to kill him some days, but most of the time I'm like, okay. Oh yeah, there's some days. I love that, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's why y'all are still in the lovey-dovey honeymoon stage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We could go at it. Let me tell you. Well, I called Amy yesterday because I, I had to go to my brother's because I had the warehouse send me some sample wallboard so I can show my customers because I can't take them in the back to show them the wallboard. So the truck gets there and I said, uh, Roger, where's my wallboard? He goes, what are you talking about? I said, there was a piece of scrap wallboard on here that they sent me. He goes, oh, I threw that away. <laughs> what? He goes, I'm, I didn't know what it was. I was like, dang it. Well, so I called my brother and I was like, do y'all have my wallboard? He goes, yeah. I said, bring that home. I'll come get it. So I went over there and the you know, the girls were there and they came up to me and I said, no hugs. And they were like, that's okay. So we just bumped fists and blew each other kisses. And I, it, and the little one, she hugged me, you know, of course, you know, she was my leg and I put my hands on her back, but that's as close as I could get to them. I just, I want to kiss their faces so bad, and I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't because I don't know what Andy's bringing home. You know, because he works for the public, and then he comes home, and then he's in the house with them, so he could easily pass something to them and pass it to me, and then I could pass it to Amy. So it's cr- oh. I just can't wait. I can't wait for it to be over. It's just insane. 
Yeah, I'm just I'm ready to have like a barbecue or you know something. I'm ready. Well, you go over to my neighbors at where I work because he's been having parties every weekend. They, oh, they're no. not keeping up with the social distance. Oh yeah. No, thank you. I'm like, are you not worried? He's like, I don't care. I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's there's a good possibility that I won't be going back to my my real job until June, which wow. sucks. Wow. But but like I work with such a vulnerable pop- population. Yeah. That it would probably kill one of our individuals. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just. So, well, guys, I have note. some. Well, that's that's exactly where I was headed with that, Robin. <laughs> guys, I have some good news. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. I woke up this morning to an email from the rescue, and she says. <gasps> Your puppy will be in North Carolina on May 15th. I'm like, ah, my puppy! May 15th? Oh, wait a minute. I was like, we're not in April anymore. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is officially April. So not this Friday, but the next Friday. Yay! Where is she coming from? Texas. Texas. Okay. Yes. Yep. I'm still, Randall, Randall has conceded. I can name her whatever I want. So oh, good. now I'm like, I don't even know what to name this puppy. So what you need to do is bring her in and let the baby look at her and then let the baby name her. The baby will name her Dada. <laughs> puppy. Listen. Oh, well. So my child at one point was saying Mama Dada. Now I go, Haley, Mama, Mama, Dada, Dada. I'm done with you, kid. Like, that's all she says. She forgets how to say Mama now. Just dada. She'll get it. She'll get it. It's very, very disconcerting to know that, like, my child is eight months old and already has a favorite parrot. <laughs> That'll you change. Think that you th- yes, you think that now, but it will change. Yes, it will. <laughs> I don't know. Randall's the fun parent. He goes and gets her up out of bed in the middle of the night. Like, you just, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so. <sighs> Are we ready? Let's for do some it. Harry Potter, Harry Potter fan theories. That's I'm talking. so excited for this. All right, do you want me to go first? Go ahead. I don't okay. Care. So I picked the fan theory that J.K. Rowling is actually Rita Skeeter. The idea that Rita, an unregistered animagus journalist, is fired from her job, angry at the wizarding world and without work. Rita chronicles the entire Harry Potter series, hoping to expose magic to the muggles and thus makes the wizard sorry they ever messed with her. Unfortunately, all muggles reading her books believe them to be a work of fiction. Nonetheless, Rita became rich and famous as J.K. Rowling. And her idea for revenge melts away as she comes to enjoy the life in the muggle world far from far from the one she ever did in the wizarding world. Wizarding one. So after Voldemort's death, Skeeter wrote a biography about Harry that was for the most part complete. And I'm going to it complete. Um, uh, Bullcrap, I guess is how I should say it. It's not how it's written in the doc. I'm going to keep it family friendly. She wouldn't be taken seriously for her work. Everyone knows the truth. Well, everyone who is involved in the wizarding world, that is. 
Now, she was a very successful journalist and author, even though most witches and wizards knew a decent chunk of what she writes is either a half-truth half truth or a lie. Why would she be so successful? Simple. She knows how to write a compelling story. Everything she writes is very dramatic. What would you find more interesting to read? A basic run-of-the-mill book essentially going down a timeline of events for a historical figure or a book that immerses you into the everyday life of a young boy dealing with romance, drama, loss, grief, and watching him and his friends grow not just as wizards, but as people too. I know which one I'd be more interested in. So after her biography is heavily criticized and feeling burnt out from the community, she gets an idea to get another bestseller. What if I publish this again? This time, it's for muggle consumption. So she rewrites the biography and stretches it out out to last for a decent-sized series and gets it published. Now you might be wondering, why would they allow her to publish a book about the wizarding world? Wouldn't she get in trouble? We know that she isn't opposed to the idea of breaking rules to get a juicy story, considering she's an unregistered animagus. And yes, she would get in serious trouble if it weren't for the case that Harry Potter was so popular. It became huge in less than a month. It would be impossible to clean up her mess. Plus, think about how fishy it was, how fishy it would be if after J.K. Rowling published her book, she just suddenly disappeared without a trace. This would definitely get her isolated from the rest of the community, but that's fine. She's successful in the muggle world. Why should she care? On to some evidence of this theory, which is how J.K. Rowling behaves. It's become a joke now that she will throw whatever progressive or huge revelation she can after she has already established the canon. Dumbledore is actually gay. Hermione is actually black. Being a werewolf is comparative to HIV. Voldemort has a <clears throat> secret daughter. All of these are fairly last minute and clickbaity. It reminds you of a lot of it, re- it reminds you a lot of a certain someone, doesn't it? There's also the whole Hermione and Ron situation that happened a while ago where she, where she said she regretted pairing together Ron and Hermione and felt Harry and Hermione were a better match. This would tie into the article she wrote about Harry and Hermione being a couple. There's also that uh, cursed child play, which at first glance just looks like inconsistent lore and characters not acting in character. But what if it's actually just mocking the wizarding world? While she wasn't the only person to work on the script, she definitely played a huge role in it. Thinking of it as a sort of a equivalent to the Fires Nation play about the Avatar. It's not like Harry can come out and say all of it's inaccurate or else he would be outing the entire magical world. She's essentially protected out of the fact that she's a public figure. This again, just as a joke, just as a joke theory, but it's fun to think about my opinion. It's been a while since I've read the book, so I might have missed something. And that was uh, based on... I can't even say her name. Uh, she was from Reddit. Remember when we were talking about the Ron and Hermione? Um, How they don't belong together. Week? Yeah, and here, you know, here she comes out, and I just thought that was, um, you know, it all kind of fits that you know here this reporter from the Wizarding World can't really 
right in the wizarding world because they know that she's making certain stuff up and she's like screw it i'll just write books and make money through the muggle world and they'll think oh it's just fiction and really is it is it fiction no i mean like dumbledore said it's all happening in our head so you know that's true Mm -hmm. it's my theory I like it though. I I like to think that I I don't know. Like I also I go back and forth because like Joe doesn't have like any of Rita's characteristics. Like none. I mean, well, maybe not none, but she's like a kind person and Rita is a monster. So Yes, but if you are if you portray if you so if you're Rita Skeeter and you're ostracized from the Wizarding World and and so you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna rewrite this for the Muggles, but I need to have to to kind of play out that role. So here you are as a as an author, and you're you're writing a a, a fiction oh. book, and you're like, okay, I've got to I've got to come up with this character to, you know, be be outrageous. Wouldn't you just give her all these different characteristics that's just are really, really crazy based on yourself? Well, yeah, but so, at the same time, saying? like, no, I get it, but all right, touche, I get it. You flourish yourself out, you know, you, you're like, okay, so I'm going to base Rita Skeeter on myself, who I am Rita Skeeter, air quotes. And then you make that character really outlandish. So no one and breaks it. the rules to get the story. Okay. And then in public, you know, you're really, you know, uh, a good person, a good person. And, you know, across the board. Okay. Um, Like a kind person. Yeah, kind. Yeah. Yeah, I like that theory. I'll go with it. So, but didn't Joe at one time say her Patronus would be like a, like a, a otter like Hermione's? Am I crazy? I don't remember. I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember either. I can take a look. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can take a look. Okay, that's. I was thinking I was gonna do that. So go for it. Yeah, this I've heard about this. Go ahead, Jeff. Jules. Her Patronus is a heron, like the bird. Oh, I thought a heron was a fish. <laughs> no, it's a bird. Samantha um, needs to go back to bed. Sorry, y'all. She says uh, she originally got a pine marten, a relative of the otter, mink, and beaver, in case you were wondering. She revealed on Twitter, my fondness for Weasley creatures is well documented, she joked. Yeah, however, when we finalized the Pottermore test last week, I took it again and found that it had changed, which, as we know, can happen. My new Patronus 
has personal associations, and I like it even better. So as far as I'm concerned, the Pottermore test works. Here's my Patronus, and it's a heron. Hmm. Hey, did they redo the tests and everything when they made it Wizarding World? I don't, I don't know. know. Re- I don't know if they redid it, but a lot of people, some people had to retake it, and some people didn't, and then some people had a choice. Wasn't it? Wasn't that what happened? Yeah. Well, for the houses, you can you can retake the house quiz and then choose between your new house or your old house. Okay. Why would anybody choose a new house? Like I'm, I'm hardcore loyal to Hufflepuff. Yeah, I'm a, a loyal Gryffindor. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know. I guess if it popped up Ravenclaw, I would probably take it. But I, I'm I got, I'm a Hufflepuff. I got that Hufflepuff, and I I was a little irritated. I was like, man, I don't be no damn Hufflepuff. But then I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? One of the greatest, not one of the greatest, but one of the most sacrificial characters was a Hufflepuff. And then I was like, no, I'm gonna keep him. Damn straight, he was. Yeah, I mean, there was no fear in him. You know, he was like, "Where are we?" What you know? And he immediately, you know, when he when Wormtail came out, he immediately lifted his wand, and he was in a protective mode of Harry. You know, he was like, "What's going on?" And Harry was like, "Oh, mm -mm." yeah." Typical Harry. uh... (laughs) We in trouble now, buddy. All right, so that's mine. Jules, you want to go next or you want me to? It don't matter. Um, I can go if you're okay with it. Okay. All right, so my fan, fan theory is that there was a war between the Muggles and the Wizards. So um, I got this from ScreenRant.com. Um, the theory comes from, where else do theories come from? Reddit. So uh, one of the most compelling theories is there was a war between wizards and muggles in which we in which the latter were the winners. In the fourth book, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the Ministry of Magic was required to tell the muggle prime minister that he was bringing a dragon into the country for the Triwizard Tournament. Wizards usually use magic to hide everything from muggles, so this policy seems a bit odd. On top of that, it's noted Ministry of Magic doesn't sound like the name of a government, but more the name of a department. And the head of this department is the Minister of Magic, as opposed to simply being Minister. Going further still, the Wizarding World doesn't seem to hold elections, so it's unknown where its authority comes from. The author's explanation for this is simple. The author of the fan theory. Um, at some point near the, middle, near the end of the Middle Ages, there was a war between wizards and muggles, and muggles somehow managed to not only defeat the Wizarding World, but kill their most powerful wizards. Thus, why there are no more truly powerful wizards left, even though Albus Dumbledore Dumbledore was pretty powerful. As a result of this war, muggles destroyed all evidence of magic and created the Ministry of Magic to keep an eye on the activities of wizards. Hence why all spells and animagi must be registered, and powerful artifacts such as time-turners have to be hidden. Another consequence is that wizards are not familiar with muggle affairs and all of their technology some of which could be of use to them, and it's all part of the control muggles have over them. 
It certainly seems odd that wizards completely ignore some technological advances used by daily used daily by muggles that they could also use to their advantage. Although it could also be justified by them wanting to keep their traditions as well as magic intact and active. I know. I thought that was a was an interesting fan theory. It would it would certainly make sense as to why the the wizards feel like they have to um, hide. But I also feel like if this was a thing, we would have heard about it in a history of magic, like in the books and stuff. So. I was just talking and didn't have my thing on. Oh, I'm like, Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> I'm guilty, too. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree. I like, um... Why is it not in History of Magic? Yeah. But other than that, like, I, I can... I don't know. Like, I could see it fitting in with the books. Other than the obvious... It's not, you know, Joe didn't say it was true, so it's not true, but, you know. I have cute little paws waving at me from underneath my door. Uh, is it, which one is it? I think it's Mimi. Mimi? She's yeah. the all black one, right? Yep, well, the black and white one, yeah. Black, yeah, black and white. My little Patronus. <laughs> I need to get a white horse so I can have my Patronus. Randall won't let me get a horse, though. What you've got the room for. No, we don't. (laughs) We have Tanglewood five miles away for $500 a month. That's a no from me. (laughs) Here, too. All right, I guess it's my turn. So mine, like I mentioned last week, is a two-part fan theory. So is Ariana Dumbledore an obscurial, and is her obscurus inside Credence? Um, if you haven't seen Fantastic Beasts, this is major spoilers. Um, too bad. Um, okay, so Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows revealed that Albus Dumbledore had a younger sister named Ariana. The details of Ariana's life are murky. All we know is that she was mentally scarred following an incident with some muggle children and that she wasn't able to control her magical abilities. Okay. The Fantastic Beast movies revealed the existence of Obscurials, which are witches and wizards that contain a parasitic magical force inside of them that is brought out when they are forced to repress their abilities. We still don't know the truth behind Ariana, Ariana Dumbledore, but there are lots of connections between her and the Obscurials, which has led many fans to believe that she is one. Gellert Grindelwald may have also discovered the power of an Obscurial in Ariana during his time spent with the Dumbledore family, which is why he is hunting for them in the movies. Grindelwald searched for a young woman akin to Ariana in New York, which kept him from realizing that Credence was the host until he revealed his powers in the finale of the film. Okay, okay, so... There's three pretty, you know, quote-unquote canon facts that we know. Number one, Kendra Dumbledore, who is the mother, was already dead when Credence was born. Um, Kendra died in in 1899, and Credence was supposedly born between 1901 and 1904. Um, Surely some reference to a long-lost brother would have made its way into the Hogwarts saga, 
um, between the obituaries that were written about Dumbledore plus Rita Skeeter's book, like somebody would have said something. And then number three, we know that an Obscurus is able to survive without a host. Um, Newt has one in his case that he abstracted, that he extracted, not abstracted, extracted from a child in Africa. I don't remember the exact place. Um, at the end of Crimes of Grindelwald, which is movie two, Grindelwald isn't speaking to Credence when he says he's Dumbledore's brother. And he is talking to the Obscurus inside of Credence. Grindelwald continues by revealing Credence's real name, Aurelius, Aurelius Dumbledore. The name Aurelius is the most telling clue as to the identity of the Obscurus inside Credence. Marcus Aurelius was a Roman emperor who was adopted. And J.K. Rowling never does things on accident. She has a purpose. Uh, Credence is not a blood relative, but like Marcus Aurelius, he is an adopted brother via the Obscurus that resides inside him. Grindelwald then walks over to Credence and says, Just as he has celebrated your torment, your brother seeks to destroy you. As we know from the Harry Potter books, one of the hallmarks is that Dumbledore is always given a character the benefit of the doubt, almost to a fault. As such, he wouldn't want to destroy Credence. He'd want to try to save him. In fact, early in their film, Dumbledore explains to Newt, an Obscurus grows in the absence of love as a dark twin, an only friend. If Credence has a real brother or sister there who can take its place, he might yet be saved. The only thing Dumbledore would want to destroy is the Obscurus that latched onto itself, that latched itself onto his sister. And that's it. But I find this fan- this theory quite pl- plausible, and I think that this is what J.K. Rowling's going to kind of lead into. Um, because I know for one, when I when I first saw Crimes of Grindelwald and um, Grindelwald called Credence Aurelius Dumbledore, my jaw hit the floor. And you can ask my husband the entire way home. I'm like, nope, that is not possible. Oh, Kendra was dead. Um, the father, I don't remember the father's name. Percival, I think it was. Well, he he was already Confirmed. in, in Azkaban. Huh? Confirmed, it is Percival. Yeah. He was already in Azkaban. So where does this mystery brother come from? Like, absolutely not. There has to be another explanation for this. Um, But then I had read Deathly Hollows again shortly after. And I'm like, that's what it is. <laughs> Because they said after her, after she was attacked by the Muggle children, she couldn't control her magic anymore. Like she would just get upset and blow things up. And her getting upset is what killed Kendra. So I am convinced that Ariana's Obscurial, Obscurious, I don't know, I always mix them up. Obscurial is the person it comes from, Obscurious is the floaty thing lives inside of credence it's the floaty thing i love it that's that's there's a new a new uh podcast line the floaty thing it's well, floaty like, thing. like when we see it inside newt's case it's kind of just like hovering there yeah like a ghastly yeah yeah <laughs> so you're welcome if you understood that reference with this i tend to agree with this theory as well because it makes sense. It's not far-fetched. It actually makes sense. Right. So I... Um, 
Go ahead, Robin. Well, I'm wondering when is your when is your wizarding war taking place? Mine. Yes, between the humans, like in the Middle Ages. The mi- uh, yeah, that's too far back. Mm-hmm. Well, because um, because I was thinking, what if your wizarding war took place during this time with um. Because, uh, you know, World War II is getting ready to come and happen. Right. And what if that is mixed in? That would be so freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, and plus, too. That, that, that you have you have World War II, but then you also have. Um, the first Wizarding smuggled, War. Right. That, that that's, you know, that the muggles are involved in that as well. And they actually rise up over the wizards during that time. Um, yes, that would be really cool, but you have to think like a lot of these like laws and stuff are, are like are in place and have been in place. So like the war itself would have had to have been taken like hundreds and hundreds of years ago in order to, because, you know, like the statute of secrecy, right? Like that's been in place for a while. So. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so the first Wizarding War, um, the foundations were as early as the 1940s, but officially began in 1970 and ending in eight, 1981. So, so that's Voldemort's war, though, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Right. So Grindelwald's war would have been part of World War Two. Right, yeah, it happened right. around that same time. Because he comes up after World War One, and then that little skull thing, he shows them World War Two coming. Right. Mm-hmm. So Grindelwald and Dumbledore have their final battle roughly about the same time as... Wasn't it 45? Isn't it 1945? Yeah, which would have been the end of World War Two. Right? I think so. Yes. Sam, you're the, you're the history buff here. You tell us. <laughs> oh, this is this is outside of my... My parameters. I don't remember dates. Um, so forty-five does sound about right. Hold on, I could tell you the end of World War One though, because I'm studying it right now. <laughs> yeah, forty-five. So I feel like, like Voldemort knew that Grindelwald lost against against Dumbledore. So I feel that Voldemort is trying to pick up Grindelwald's pieces, and. Know, continue this idea of supremacy even though Voldemort kind of took it to a whole nother extreme um right but but I think that that Voldemort you know saw the fallout following the battle with, with Dumbledore and you know it's picking up the pieces but but Voldemort is using violence instead of kind of like oh come on you know we can have world peace when in really when like really Grindelwald's trying to like destroy all the muggles for the greater good. But so to kind of touch on the um whole sorry guys, let me come back to that. My computer just froze. Oh that's irritating. My computer? What? Yeah, for freezing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it just 
kind of like froze up and just stopped moving for a minute. Because following his defeat by Dumbledore, Grindelwald was locked up in Nuremgard, which is actually Correct. where they are at the end of Fantastic Beasts 2. They're in his, his yes. castle. His castle. Yeah, Castle Nuremgard, which becomes his prison following his defeat by Dumbledore. I kind of want to look into um, like, did Dumbledore lock him up in that? Did the Ministry lock him up in that? Like, what? That'll be, I Doesn't think that'll be Dumbledore interesting. Doesn't Dumbledore talk about that? Doesn't he? I think somebody talks about that. I think Dumbledore talks about that where he said he um, created a prison and then ended up in his own prison. I think Dumbledore, I don't th- I don't think they, he says how he ended up there. I just think he says, um, Grindelwald, um, created a prison and then he ended up in his own prison. I think he says that to Harry when they're talking about it. So two things. Okay. So like, does that mean that Grindelwald is still alive? Grindelwald? Yeah. No, Voldemort killed him. Yeah, Voldemort kills Grindelwald in the last book. Because he's looking for the Elder Wand. Oh, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right, okay. Yeah, right here. Um, and especially the Elder was... Wand, Lord Voldemort, traveled to Nuremgard in 1998, using his skills of flight and possibly human transfiguration to break into Grindelwald's cell. After confronting him, Voldemort killed him and then flew away. And that's when okay. he figured out that Dumbledore had the Elder Wand. Okay, so until ninety eight, he was alive. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, he was he was fed and kept alive for fifty three years in his cell. <laughs> wow, that would be a miserable existence, but deserved. Um, yeah, he was imprisoned in the topmost cell in the highest tower inside Nurmgard after his defeat by Albus Dumbledore. So, so let me back up again. So, Jules, as to what you were saying about how Voldemort picked up the pieces to what Grindelwald was, you know, doing. 1945 was uh, was Tom Riddle's last year at Hogwarts, so that would be a completely logical thing to have happened, right? And was in like two at that point he had already killed at least he had killed two people, no one person. He had killed his his biological paternal side, like the grandfather. Yeah, the grandfather. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He killed Tom Riddle Senior, his father. Oh, yeah, paternal. That's right. Yeah, paternal, not maternal. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's the new um, Monday, guys. But yeah, because I've been listening to um, Half-Blood Prince while I was working on my paper, my final papers. And actually, I had just passed that memory, that um, chapter about the memory when Harry and Dumbledore go, they're in um, Bob Ogden's memory. Yep. When he goes to see Morphin. Wait, no, 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 no. No, I lied. When Tom Riddle went to go see Morphin, after he was released from prison, um, Tom Riddle was looking for Marvolo, but he had already died at that point. Right. And then he had gone over... Well, and then he had um, imperiused Morphin to go kill the Riddles. Right, okay. Now, wait a minute. But it didn't. He I, like failed. He killed. He killed the riddles. He 
he, he um, implanted, modified yeah. orphans. Right. He modified his memory for him to confess to it. Right. Yeah. I got too much. I got too much stuff in my head. I've been looking at my paper until three in the morning. I am tired. But yeah. So at at at, at the point when Grundle when Voldemort graduated from Hogwarts, he had already killed one person. It had created one Horcrux. But didn't he? He killed his grandfather, his grandmother, and his father. Yeah, because they were all three together. Well, right, and nothing was wrong with them. They it's like they died of fright. Because the yeah. medical examiner was like, I don't have any idea how they died. They just yeah. cut and, three healthy people and door, up and die. The door was locked from the inside. But but he, right. he he had used those deaths to create one Horcrux. Okay, okay, okay. But could he technically have created three Horcruxes, Horcruxes from that? Probably. I'm sure like he like wanted to at least to make one to kind of like make sure he does it right. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that would kind of be like a Voldemort thing, like testing the water. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then, like after he saw it was successful, then he continued on. So, so yeah, that's also kind of part of my theory too that Voldemort wanted to pick up where Grindelwald left off. Yeah, I think that's that's logical. I think, but well, let me go back to your Ariana theory really quickly because I have some some thoughts on that um so what if Credence really is a Dumbledore but he's not Kendra Dumbledore's son maybe he's just Percival's son well Percival there's a theory Percival there's a theory that he yes but there's a theory that he had a son with someone in prison there is a theory out there because I've read it and I thought that's a stupid theory. How could you do that? But um, if the, the personal mentors are blind, they wouldn't know is all. I mean, they wouldn't know. Well, but they how- have Percival's death listed at around 1890. So he would have been dead. Uh, yeah. He would have been dead uh, okay. before he was even born. Oh, okay. Yeah. Busted well, that wait, when quick. was Credence born, though? Between 1901 and 1904. And he, oh, okay. And when did Percival die? In the 90s. 1890. Yeah. Uh, okay, but, 10 years. Okay, okay, but this says Percival died sometime thereafter. Oh, wait, hold on. Sometime later sometime after later. 1890. 1890. But still, he, he wouldn't be living another 10 years. Well, sometimes history sucks and it could be wrong. I don't know. (laughs) So um, here's my other theory. What if he's just obscurus on his own? Like, what? why? Like, I mean, he has, like, the magic, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, he lived with, uh, uh, what's her, what's her face? The first Salem, second Salem lady. So maybe yeah. she turned him into a uh, Obscurus. I think he, t- yeah. Yeah, I mean, that could be, and, and Grindelwald is lying. He's just lying. Yeah. And we don't know that the Phoenix that happened at the end, that that's actually Forks. We don't know that. Fox. 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 <laughs> Fox. <laughs> Sorry. I, I hear Jim Dale in my head, and it sounds like Forks when he says it. Um, 
<laughs> there was something else I was going to ask. About well, and that. plus two in um, the first Fantastic Beast, um, Grindelwald slash Graves is looking for a female child, a young female child. Because most, or is he looking for just a child? Well, but okay, hold does on. he specifically say he's looking for a female child? Yeah, he says yeah. she, she. Yeah, he uses the pronoun she. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. okay. Because I knew at the end he was like, "Where's your sister?" Right. Because he figured it was her at the end, but at the beginning, I thought he just said he was looking for a child. Well, plus so, two, oh. most children don't live past a certain age, who who become obscurials. Because I guess cause right. the, the one that, that Newt had, I think, was from like an eight-year-old child or something. Yeah, I think, I think it was right. like, eight. I think he said like an Egyptian girl. Maybe it wasn't Egyptian, but it was a girl. I know that. So does that mean that? No, I think you're right. I think it was, your, I think she was Egyptian. I think you're correct. I think he was in Egypt when all that happened. Okay. Well, but still, does that mean that, um, that Obscuriuses have genders? Maybe it's, maybe based on like who they come from well but how would graves have known that okay so okay so say that the obscurious inside of credence is ariana how would uh, graves have known that it was from ariana how would he have known that maybe he was guessing because he knew ariana had an obscurial yeah that's kind of what maybe he's guessing oh that's right didn't you say that earlier yeah because yeah because he was close to the dumbledore family and he probably assumed that Ariana was one because of her affliction and knew that it had disappeared when she died. So, but how would he have known to go to New York? Like, how would her obscurious even get to New York? You know what I'm saying? Unless like, the- is it like body? I don't know, because he was in Europe. He was in Europe first, remember? Because they had the, they had the newspaper, and they were like they were yeah, they, they yeah, were they, tracking him across Europe, and he kept yeah. moving. No, so maybe he was tracking the obscurial as well, and the obscurial maybe was hopping, per to person to person. Maybe I mean we don't we don't know a lot about it. We don't know how it moves. You know, is it like a. infestation or is it like a possession how how does that work right we're not positive so maybe it was hopping person to person and he was following it yeah or or albus dumbledore like somehow banished it like after she died i don't know sent it away i don't i don't know how you would do that but dumbledore can do anything yeah, he, That's true. So he, he like banished it far away, hoping that you know it would just be gone, and he wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. But I, I don't know. Like I feel like Dumbledore would have known. So like if Ari, okay, so say like Ariana died in front of him, and like the Obscurio released her body. Like I feel like he would have taken care of that. You know what I'm saying? Like captured it or something. Yeah, but I don't think. Do we know how? Oh no, yeah, the obscurest new suitcase came from a little girl in Africa who he tried to save. Oh, but, Africa! Um, oh, Africa. I, okay. I had their continent right. You did, but um, <laughs> I don't think we we ever learned that that they can be destroyed. But why didn't he capture it? At least, I don't think he knew he could, because um, Newt wanted his case. I, th- I think it's the first one that they've seen that's like contained. 
Like I, I kind of like recall, like I kind of feel like I remember I, this. I feel like that I, I don't know. Maybe I read this somewhere. I don't know. Let me look before I say anything. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch the movie since I have lots of time now. I'm gonna rewatch the movie, but I feel like I feel like when Queenie and Tina were inside Newt's case. And they discover an obscurial or obscure. I don't even know the difference. Um, when when they discover it, I think Tina says something to the effect of, "You know, she's never seen one contained before, or something like that." Yeah, but no, wait a minute, Jacob. Jacob goes to touch uh, it. Queenie, yeah, but Queenie and and Tina d- didn't see it in his case. They pulled it out of the case. And Graves had it in his office. Or something. So somebody said something about it it like being the first one contained. I'm gonna have to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, you're right, because I believe it's in it's in the jail cell when like um like when they're being he's talking about it, yeah. he's explaining no, it. Yeah, he's yeah. explaining it to Tina. Yeah, she he's explaining it to Tina. Yeah. And to Jacob, because Jacob is there. Yeah, I thought there was three of them. Yeah. Somebody goes to touch him, like, while they're inside Newt's case. That was Jacob. That was Jacob. And he was like, don't, don't. Get away from that. And Jacob was like, what is it? And he was like, get away from it. (laughs) Don't touch it. (laughs) And I don't think he explains it then. He just says, get away from it. And then that's when they're caught and they come up and they knock on the case to come up when they're in that room with all the wizards. That should be our project for next week is to rewatch it. Right. Um, so, so this I, is on, on the wiki. It says usually children possessed by an obscurus almost always die before their tenth birthdays. Which is why I think Grindelwald was looking for the little girl. A young, a young right. Yeah. But how old was uh, Ariana? She was older than that, wasn't she? She wasn't that much older. Yeah, I think she might have been like twelve or so. Because like, she she never okay. made Hogwarts. Because she was attacked when she was little. So she was born in eighty five and died in ninety nine. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So if she had one, she beat the mark i think too because well kendra was also taking like very close care of her making sure she didn't get upset right and and so was uh alberforth yeah because he said i was the one that could calm her down she loved to help me with the goats so yeah okay so speaking of obscurials and everything, this is a quote from, so it says, according to Dumbledore, an obscurio can possibly be healed by replacing their feelings of alienation, which ultimately created their obscurious with a sense of belonging. So you don't think, I, you don't, how am I phrasing this? Why didn't she, why didn't she, why wasn't she healed? Well, she yeah. had a family that was loving is that what your question is yeah but uh, yes and i mean not just that but like maybe he didn't learn at 14 she would have been old enough to go to hogwarts so why didn't kendra send her so maybe she's because her 
and her, her magic was so unstable because she, she ended up killing Kendra because of her magic right maybe Dumbledore didn't know that at the time maybe he didn't realize that and maybe what that maybe Kendra not that she didn't feel their love but maybe she couldn't understand she it. just felt taken care of it care of she, maybe she just felt taken care of but not really like healed Right. Does that make sense? She, she was like yeah. brutally attacked, and that may have just clouded her. True. Like yeah. emotions her beyond the point of healing. Right. And like she was calm until she had her episode with Kendra, which ended up killing Kendra. Right. And the same thing happened again um, during the Dumbledore Grindelwald fight because the. All Double Org, Albus, Grindelwald, and Aberforth, their little situation, and that blew her up. Okay, so so J.K. says this about Obscurius's. So this would this this supports what you guys are saying. So an Obscurius is developed uh, under very specific conditions: trauma associated with the use of magic. So that right there. Let me keep reading. Uh, internalized hatred of one's own magic, which both of those Ariana had, and a conscious attempt to suppress it. Because the, the question was, why wasn't Harry and Obscurious? Because Ariana had all three of those things. Trauma right. with magic. She hated her own magic, and she tried to suppress it. Yeah, so. and Harry didn't understand his magic. Like, he just thought right. it was, well, he like, know he- unfortunate events. Like, like well, oh I can jump super right. high. He didn't know he right he didn't know he had magic. Right. Well, and here let me continue on cuz this is JK's. The question oh. was why didn't Harry become an obscurus? So those three things, the Dursleys were too frightened of magic ever to acknowledge its existence to Harry. While Vernon and Petunia had a confused confused hope that if they were nasty enough to Harry, his strange ability might somehow evaporate. They never taught him to be ashamed or afraid of magic. Even when he was scolded for making things happen, he didn't make any attempt to suppress his true nature, nor did he ever imagine that he had powers to do so. So, that makes sense for yeah. Harry. And it answers yeah, my so question. Like, like Harry, Harry like, wasn't aware of magic, and Ariana was from a, a half-blood family. Like, she was Half blood, so she, surrounded she by was, magic. right. She was surrounded by magic, and I think at six, right. I think she was starting to like, like exhibit her signs of magic, and just happened to be around, you know, Muggle children who were probably terrified of her, and it was like all of a sudden she's doing these things, and just didn't know what to do and like freaked out, which probably made her ashamed. Like, you know, scared of herself. Like, oh, you know, if if, if, if I do magic, I'm going to get beat up. So she suppressed her magic. Well, and that's right. exactly what Aberforth says. He said it destroyed her, what they did. She was never right again. She wouldn't use magic, but she couldn't get rid of it. It turned her inward and drove her mad. It exploded out of her when she couldn't control it. And at times she was so strange and dangerous, but mostly she was sweet and scared and harmless. Yeah. So that would make sense. Still steep, but I'm sure in the next what three Fantastic Beast movies, I'm sure some type of revelation will be made, and I'm convinced 
that by the fifth movie, we're going to start to see the rise of Voldemort. You think it's going to like hint in and start a lead into where we, what we know with Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it would kind of have to at this point, since we know yeah. we know Dumbledore had the Elder Wand, so we obviously have to see the battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. So, so this, this is how I want it to to like end, right? Like I want it with like I want it to end with like Voldemort, like going to um, <clears throat> Godric's Hollow. Yeah, uh, no, not Godric's Hollow. Um, oh, come on, Samantha, use your brain. Hold on, I'll get there. The night we were talking about it earlier, what he did in 1945. Oh, oh, um, yeah, killing his his father goes to his, his father. Thank you, goes to the little Hangleton. That's what I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to see it. it. Like, I want to see the movie close out with something like that. Like, just Voldemort, like maybe opening a gate or something. You know what I mean? Like to a house. I kind of. That would be cool. That I kind of want to see him showing up at, at the Potter's house. That would be a huge. Yeah, jump but we've already out. seen that though. Yeah, but we've seen it in flashbacks, but we haven't actually seen, like, like his 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 first rise to power, and then his eventual destruction. Well, quote unquote destruction, because we see in Sorcerer's Stone, we just see little baby Harry we don't know what happened before at that point we don't know how, what happens before I, I agree like but I feel like that would be more of like a Marauders movie thing just t- the way it, where it falls in the timeline yeah which that needs to be our next thing we need to have a Marauders series well do Jake Joe right right yeah <laughs> Yeah, no shit, right? Sorry, sorry. Our family friendly. Crap. Listen, we just need to put just like a like a minute, like a little blurb on it. Like we cuss. Other than that, we're family friendly. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <Shit>. sorry. <laughs> and she says it again. Sorry, I, I did not. I I sighed. I did not. I don't apologize for cussing. I was raised by a sailor. Yeah, I taught I. He taught me the best. Um, Oh, I was bragging the other day to one of my customers about you, Jules. I was so excited. I was like, we just cuss and cuss and cuss. I just love it. <laughs> I don't podcast, though. Right, no. <laughs> and he just laughed at me. He's like, you're so weird. As soon as we hit stop record, <laughs> all the words come out. Yeah. yeah. Are we ready for history of magic? Are we? We are. All right. So in 1203, the Hollyhead Harpies Quidditch team is formed. The Hollyhead Harpies Quidditch team would go on to keep an 800-year tradition of only hiring witches, starting from their formation in 1203. That's really cool to me. That's the one that who what, is that the one that um, Jenny Weasley Jenny Weasley Potter Jenny Weasley is on. Yep. Uh huh. Hollyhead yeah, Okay. There, and then that's go. also the one that that one that one witch was on that um Gwenog Jones the Walrus, what Gwenog Jones that's it there um, told you okay. I was just listening to Half Blood Prince <laughs> <laughs> so their their um logo is crazy it looks like a like a like a maybe like an eagle talon coming down to grab like a quaffle so ooh 
Oh, I have some more information on the Hollyhead Harpies if you all want it. Go for it. Sure, go ahead. Okay. Uh, So they were based in Hollyhead, which is on the island of, oh, Lord, Angs? Angs? Anglesey? Sure. Yeah, so we're going with. Uh, So it's in, which is in, on the island of Anglesey in northwest Wales. Uh, They wear dark green robes with a gold talon on the chest. They only hire witches. And it is widely considered... Hold on. Okay, so the uh, the team's most famous victory was in 1953, defeating the Heidelberg Harrys in an exciting seven-day match, which is widely considered to be one of the greatest games ever seen. And, yep, Gwen Og Jones, she was a beater and a captain. And Jenny was likely the chaser. Um... Is it? That's probably correct because she didn't like when she had to be the seeker. She didn't like it. She yeah. she wanted to be a she wanted to score points. She said, "Right, being on the action." Yeah, oh, I don't so blame her because when I played softball, I was a catcher. I played catcher for like ten years. So yeah, I don't blame her. I was a swimmer. My whole sport was boring. <laughs> But I loved it. My father said that he, my father asked, um, what were the dates that I played volleyball? I never played volleyball. Played soccer. <laughs> I played volleyball. But the, the high school I went to, we didn't have like gym class. So we had to participate in three sports a year, like three sports a school year. God would way rather do that than have, than have gym classes. I don't know. I don't know about that. I just swam. Other than that, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, gonna- but you could do like conditioning for like so like like your fall could be conditioning, and then obviously winter would be swimming. But I got no. I got nothing for spring. Like, huh? have you I mean, you could do conditioning, Softball. right? Robin, softball. Yeah. What? You stand in the field and wait for a ball to come to you, yep. and then you have a bat, you try to hit it. That's it. <laughs> Actually, like, okay, so in my high school, the big spring sport is lacrosse. If You either play lacrosse or you run track. Like, those are the cool kids. A softball Dude, I would player. totally play lacrosse. Yeah, no, I tried totally it. Totally play that game. <laughs> no, you didn't like it? No. I'm like, what kind of white people stuff is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's not a baseball bat. I'm like, this is stupid. I quit. <laughs> but look, I I am a spectator through and through. Like I Randall will tell you all the time, like, I can't shoot a basketball to save my life, but I love the sport. I love yeah, it. I can't do basketball. Baseball, like I could watch like baseball games. I'm a huge Indians fan. Oh. I can like stare Ooh. at the screen and like because 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 I play catcher for so long, I can usually call like the pitch before the umpire does and i'll like argue at the tv my husband's like shut up it's tv <laughs> i'm like no that that is bob shorts that was a strike <laughs> i i love baseball too that's like cubs diehard fan mm. but i went go to turn the tv on you are more than welcome to go with amy to the to the baseball uh, stadium over here in Winston-Salem and you people can Girl. go watch that crap by yourself. Yeah. And I sit at home with the dogs. Fine. 
That's Actually, there, we have um, a min- the Cleveland Indians minor league team is here in Akron. The Akron, Akron Rubber Ducks. They they used to be called the Akron Arrows. Um, they had a Harry Potter night last summer. Oh, cool! Yeah, because like like September first, like fell on like a Saturday or Sunday last year, and they had like oh awesome like well cool. I couldn't go, but but like they had like. Like everything was like decorated. They had fireworks like set to um Hedwig's theme. Aww. Yeah, like I was so sad. That's awesome. So for those of you who don't know, the Carolinas are huge for minor league teams. Huge. We have I know that Yes, in fact we have a movie made after us called Bull Durham. It's a that is based movie. off of the well, it's still based off the Durham Bulls. It is, but it's a horrible movie. But uh, we we live in Winston Salem. Well, we both live right outside of Winston Salem, um, on separate sides of the city. But we here in Winston, we have um, the White Sox minor league team. Boo! Then down in Myrtle so Beach, they have the. Cup no, we don't. We have the Dash. It's not the White Sox. What are you talking about? It's, it's the Dash. It's, yes, Robin. Winston Salem Dash. Robin. It's the minor league team for the White Sox. Yes. Oh, for the White. Oh, okay. Yes. I, saw, I apologize. I'm sorry. I was like White Sox. Listen, oh, they're called the Dash. Listen, Robin. I know my baseball. Okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yes. So yes. Listen, I got are... upset about that name. It's stupid. The Dash. <laughs> Yes, because it's the, it's it's the dash between Winston and Salem. The dash, it's dumb. <laughs> the dash, the like, stupid. Like we have the Akron Rubber Ducks, which I don't. Well, mostly because Akron is like the like birthplace of Goodyear, like Goodyear oh, tires. Yeah. So yeah, we have the Akron Rubber Ducks, the Lake County Captains, and I don't remember the other the the. Avon Amherst Scrapper or something. It's like like out in like the western part of Ohio, like northern Ohio. It's the something scrappers. I I don't know about them, but like I can tell you what we got here in North Carolina. So we've got Who are the bats a minor league for? Who the what? The bats, the Greensboro bats. Who are they a minor league for? Not sure. Do you know? I'd have to look. Hold on. Oh, okay. Well, here we have well, the this, Carolina. No, let's not get it on the podcast. It's fine. It's okay. okay. <laughs> I forgot we were still recording. I'm like just talking away. Yeah, we're still recording. We okay. have not finished. We need to do social media, and then we can go back to baseball talk. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Y'all gotta we gotta rein it in. Right. All right. So we started oh, doing our. Well, hey, you know what? If they don't like our sidetracks. They should, should maybe shouldn't listen. We've been doing it since the beginning, so we. Right. Kind of, That's right. It's not changed. So. Yeah. And please, Rona, put baseball back on TV. <laughs> yes. No kidding. I need something I to watch. I went to turn it on the other day, and I was like, "There's nothing to turn on." It's so sad. Okay, so be sure to join our Facebook page, a ridiculous podcast group, and uh ridiculous podcast which is our page uh we are also on twitter and instagram at ridiculous pod you can follow me on instagram at samantha goddard 03 you can follow me on instagram at running my pups and you can follow me on instagram at jstjohn0422 also be sure to rate and review us on itunes uh join us next week when we discuss oh 
the love good family this one thank you for listening do what sorry uh i was i was just saying that the love good family has been on our list for for quite a while it was a for a while yeah yeah it was a request by a listener so we're excited to get by a listener yeah Yeah. so i'm sure hopefully he or she because we're not positive (laughs) is excited about that thank you for listening and we hope you come back for more potter we do not need magic to transform the world we carry all the power we need inside ourselves already jk rowling go be freaking kind stay six feet away from everybody else and wash your hands yeah you're nasty and don't touch your face yes (laughs) bye bye everyone Bye. bye Mm-hmm.